Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of SB Nations, the Dream Shakes, the Dream Take podcast. My name is Mike Brown. It is an absolute pleasure to be accompanying you here on Spotify Live to talk all things Houston Rockets. We have got a lot in the news as of Today, to break down, we hope everybody had an absolutely wonderful 4th of July holiday. Uh, We are wide open on the phones tonight. If you guys would like to join the discussion, there is literally nothing that is off the table tonight. We've got assistant coaching news to talk about. We have uh, some really interesting news and notes from Kelly Eco of The Athletic talking about uh, how the Rockets could potentially get involved in the DeAndre Ayton story. So if you guys are around, you want to talk anything Rockets basketball, we've got Summer League to talk about. We've got quotes from the three 
Rockets draft picks who threw out the ceremonial first pitch tonight. I am here for any and all smoke tonight that you guys are looking to bring to the show. Hit that request to speak button. You guys know the drill. I got you covered until y'all are ready to talk Rockets basketball. So away we will go. Text your friends, text your mom, your dad, your aunt, your uncle, nephews. I want to talk it all with you. We got our first topic that Sean wants to talk about. I want to know if the Rockets can get into Colin Sexton. And you know what's so funny? And the thing is, the more that I do this show, and we're going on, you know, three and a half years at this point, I'm going to tell all of you guys that I am so done apologizing for any sort of take that I have, no matter how outlandish it is, because I've been saying for three years at this point that they need to go after a point guard. And they draft a point guard. They're now talking about the fact that they're going after, you know, Colin Sexton, or they're in on Colin Sexton, right? I'm tired of being categorized or put into certain categories by certain people on Twitter. Like, why would we do this? This is so outlandish. No, it's not. Literally watch Rockets basketball and you know that there are two glaring holes on this roster at this point. Colin Sexton, or sorry, not Colin Sexton. They needed and got one pass first point guard. They now need a second. They don't have a guy that can defend the rim. I've given ample opportunities for anybody to come tell me why the Rockets should not be looking at at least one guy that is a rim defender, right? And people would say, why would the Rockets want to go after DeAndre Ayton? Okay, let me tell you exactly why. Per Kelly Eco of The Athletic, Eco provided a hypothetical in which the Rockets trade for young big man DeAndre Ayton as a part of a three-way deal sending Durant to his desired destination, Phoenix. Ayton, a restricted free agent, would have to be given a new contract as a part of the transaction. In turn, that could eat into some of Houston's potential salary cap flexibility in 23. And this is this is what I want to get to, y'all. This ties into Colin Sexton and guys like DeAndre Ayton. Okay. If you're a Rockets fan, right? Don't you want to escalate the rebuild as quickly as possible? And I promised y'all fireworks, and I'm gonna bring y'all fireworks tonight. Okay. Do you guys want to suck for another year? Diehard fans of the show, Alex, James, you know, LB, uh, you know, V, Corey. Do you guys want to be in, you know, the depths, the sellers of the NBA for another year? Read the writing on the wall. Rockets fans who are delusioned fanboys, which is what I will call them, wish for suck with the Rockets. They want to be able to talk about, oh, look at what, look at us. We're going to go to the NBA draft next year. You know, if we have this many losses, I'm not focused on the, you know, number of Rockets losses this year. You're not focused on Rockets losses. Then what the hell are you watching for? They just added three first round picks 
to their four first-round picks from last year. You don't think that they have their minds on wanting to win as quickly as possible? You guys are out of your minds. And I put this out there for anybody who listens to this show right now or forever after this episode, at BSW Podcast underscore MB. Look me up. If you want to have a legitimate Rockets talk where you can tell me why it would be good for the Rockets to be the worst team in the NBA this upcoming season, tweet me, whatever me, okay? I'll meet you anywhere. I'll buy the first round of beers, right? We can have a conversation about why it's in the Rockets' best interest to suck. Why it's in our best interest to suck next year. Convince me otherwise, and I'll buy the first round. Sean says, the guy doesn't have to be a shot blocker. Shot altering also is great. Even the Warriors don't have a traditional rim protector. Looney and Green had 1.7 blocks per game, but they make you uncomfortable and take poorer shots in the paint. That's fair. You know what the Rockets don't have? That guy on the team. Alperen Shangun, last year, I give him credit. In the minutes that he was on the floor, he was a decent big at the rim. But there are so many opportunities for the opposing team that destroyed us night in and night out at the rim. How many layups did the Rockets give up last year? They were one of the worst rebounding teams in the league, right? And I'll, I'll take it back to whoever was listening to the show last week. I think his name was Sean or whoever, who says that I hate the Houston Rockets. That guy is so full of you-know-what, he has no idea what he's talking about. And if he's listening to the show or if anybody knows him, you can tell him, to come join the show once again. And Jonathan, great friend of the show, says, can't wait for Garuba to prove you wrong, Mike. I would love to be proven wrong by Usman Garuba. I would absolutely love to be proven wrong. And I've told you guys, I as of the show a couple weeks ago, that as of right now, Raphael Stone and company lucked into what I would now consider to be a phenomenal position with the draft picks that they traded for Harden. But they didn't know that was coming when they made that deal. That deal was hot dog water when they made it. Now with the potential of, you know, the them moving on from Durant and Irving, yeah, the Rockets are going to be, you know, in a position to cash in on those draft picks because they're going to move on from those guys. Or I should say if they move on from those guys, which they still have not done. And Jonathan, here's the thing. And, and I love you like a, like a cousin, Jonathan. You and I have had many a Rockets conversations together. You're going to tell me, can't wait for Garuba to prove you wrong. You're really willing to bet this next season's win-loss projections on a guy who last year averaged 10 minutes in 24 games, averaged two points, and half a block per season. He actually had... Decent rebounding numbers, three and a half rebounds. But most of the time, he's playing in the minutes that don't mean anything. That don't mean anything. And you know what the Rockets instantly become? If they get DeAndre Ayton, respectable. You know what they're not right now? They're not respectable. Now, if Jabari Smith comes in and balls out, which I think he's going to. I think Jabari Smith is going to play legitimate minutes, have a legitimate impact on this team, and have the ability to be a fringe in a couple years all-star type player. But from day one, 
If you're a Rockets fan, you're staring down the fact that Tari Eason is not going to start from day one. Ty Ty Washington is not going to start from day one. You're going to start Alperin Shangun, who I like Shangun. I don't love Shangun. That's not a, that's not a mystery. Okay. So you're going to roll out KPJ when it's already documented that the Rockets have interest in Colin Sexton. So documented interest in Colin Sexton means that the Houston Rockets are not sold on their starting point guard position. You don't have documented interest in Colin Sexton if you're sold on what you have on the roster at the point guard position. Okay, so let's expand it from there. You have Jalen Green. He's going to be a phenomenal player this year. I think he averages 20-plus. He's going to be your best player on the roster, bar none, this season. Love it. Jay Sean Tate, who they signed to a you know, extension. Good for Jay Sean Tate. I love the fact that they are bringing him back for three more years. I think it's a great deal for him. I think it's a great deal for the Rockets. But it's documented that this is a guy that is not a great three in the league, not a great forward, if you will, in the league. I think he's good. He's not great. Jabari Smith at the four, rookie. Alperen Shangun, last year, okay, the thing about Alperen Shangun, last year, look at his stats. Break down his stats. Okay, last year, he appeared in 72 games. He played 21 minutes a game. A starting center, you have to play north of. And yes, let's go ahead and insert the you know, the excuse. He's only a rookie. He's only 19 years old. Okay, great. So now he's 20 years old. Anybody knows that the physicality to play that position in the NBA is not going to get any easier on Shangun. So he's a year older. He's been in the gym. That's great. I'm stoked for him. Are you really going to ask him to play, let's see, 48 minutes in a game? Let's say you increase his minutes to 30 to 32 minutes a game, okay? Let's let's use that number, right? So you still have 16 to 20 minutes that you're staring down that you need from your big. And I ask you this, John, you know, you tell me you're going to give that amount of minutes to Alperin Shangun, or sorry, to, to Usman Garuba, who last year, yes, due to injury, only appeared in 24 minutes. He averaged 10 minutes a game. I'm not ready to give Usman Garuba, who's six foot eight. And I saw, you know, videos today of Usman Garuba for the Spain national team who has, you know, experience guarding certain guys at certain positions. Okay. So he has the wingspan. He has the size. Okay. Well, let's break that down. He's the same size as Tari Eason. So are you going to tell me that you're going to play Tari Eason as your backup five? No, Tori Eason is not a backup five because he's six foot eight. Usman Garuba is not a rim defending big. That's my point. That's my, that's been my that has been my point this entire offseason. Is that now can he play the role of a Draymond Green? Yes. I think Usman Garuba could be that type of player for the team. It's so difficult to get a guy to replicate what Draymond does for the Warriors. Look at the, the Minnesota Timberwolves. They went out and doubled down on the number of bigs that they have. They went out and got Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns. Do I think that's a great trade? No, I don't. Do I think it's going to work? No, but I love the brashness of it. I was telling my buddy Alex about this 
you know, when the when the move was was made. If you're a Minnesota Timberwolves fan today, what are you saying? You know, there's going to be fans that hate it. There's going to be fans that love it. Do I think it works? No, but I love the brashness of it. That's what I want from the Rockets front office. Go make a move. Shock somebody like me who has been up your ass the last two years for saying, go make a move. I get it. You tore it down to its brass, you know, brass taxes. I get it. I Did I like it? No. Do some of those moves, you know, you were one of the worst teams in the league, okay? You still didn't get the number one pick. You ended up with Jalen Green. You were one of the worst teams in the league. Not one of the worst teams. Two years in a row, you're the worst team in the league record-wise, and you don't get the number one pick in the draft. That's my problem. The way that this team is currently constructed, you are not going to be as bad. You're probably going to be currently constructed. If you go with Garuba as your backup five, you don't get Aiden. You're staring down next season. Let's see. Let's actually look at it. In the, in the Eastern Conference, Orlando's going to be worse than you. Detroit is not going to be worse than you. Indiana's going to be pretty bad, I would say. Um, the Knicks, even with Jalen Brunson. And it, okay, and here's the thing. And, and I'm here to address any comments that you guys have. He said, ended up with Jalen Green. You're going to, if you put a truth, if you put a lie detector on any Rockets fan, if you said if you're the worst team in the league by five games, you better end up with the number one pick, which would have been Cade Cunningham. So, yes, that's my statement saying the Rockets ended up with Jalen Green. If the Rockets got the number one pick, they would not have taken Jalen Green. Hell, you can argue even at the, the number two spot, they should have taken Evan Mobley. Yes, I know. At BSW Podcast underscore MB. You want to roast me for that take? Great. That's fine. At this point, I embrace being the, the bad guy, if you will. I embrace being that guy, that fan, right? The, as many times as I've been called that on this show, that I speak for the fan. Yeah. You know what? Right now, at this point, would I have taken Evan Mobley over Jalen Green? Yes, if I'm the Rockets. Because the Rockets don't have a guy, again, traditional big men, which you need in today's NBA. Do I love Jalen Green? Yes. Is he my guy? Yes. Do I think he's an all-star level player? Absolutely. A hundred percent. In that moment, with that pick, I still would have taken Evan Mobley. I could be proven wrong at this point, but I'm talking about at the time with what the Rockets had available, the unicorn that is Evan Mobley, I would have taken. Okay? Look at the Western Conference. Oklahoma City is going to be just as bad. Sacramento is going to be just as bad. San Antonio is going to be awful. Those teams, the Rockets are going to be in the bottom six. So let's put it out there now. I don't think that the Rockets are going to be in a position next year to draft Victor Wimbanyama. That's the guy that everybody wants. Do I think he's the, the is he a prize chip at the top of the draft that I, I wish the Rockets would end up with? Yes, but the fact is the moves that they have made in this draft, by getting Jabari Smith, getting Tari Eason, and getting Ty Ty Washington, who, in my opinion, I'm really high on Ty Ty Washington. Go check the receipts on this show. I talked about Ty Ty Washington for a month leading up to uh, up to the draft. To do I think Ty Ty Washington has a chance down the line of being a starting level point guard in the league? Absolutely. James says, how many games does Silas need to win in order to give him another year? 
35, somewhere 30 to 35 wins, I would say. And speaking of that, we haven't talked about it on officially on a show. The Rockets did officially hire the G League uh, head coach, uh, Mahmoud Abdil Fatah. Great hire, I think, by the Rockets. They also brought in Lionel Hollins. I think if the Rockets do not get off to the type of start that, quite honestly, I expect them to get off to, I would say, you know, if they are, you know, three and 13, three and 15, somewhere around there, you know, I could see the Rockets moving on from Silas pretty quick, bringing on Lionel Hollins. Uh, I'm a big Lionel Hollins fan. I think that was a great get by the organization. So props to them. Uh, let's see. Sean says getting pick one or two next just needs some lottery luck. And the lottery is due to have a team with the sixth to 10th worst record to jump to those top two. See, I get that, man. Like I totally get that. But you don't really answer the question, right? The question of tonight's show. Okay. And if you want to hop on and you want to have a conversation about it, hit the request to speak button. Cause I'd be more than willing to break this down with you live you know, to give for you guys to give your opinion on it. Do you want to go through another year of suck? That's the question. Another year of suck, losing night in and night out because it's not fun. It's not fun for anybody. And especially for, and you know, the, you know, the thing is, and Sean, love you like a brother. You say, all it takes is some luck, but that's all it is, is luck. It's a, it's a, it's a, a, a dice, you know, a crap of the die, whatever you want to say, a roll of the dice here, NBA team, be as bad as humanly possible. And you won't, you have a slated percentage chance at the number one pick or the number two pick. Go talk to the Kings who ended up with the fifth pick this year or the fourth pick in the draft. Or Detroit, you know, and Reese says, years of mediocrity isn't fun either, LOL. Totally agree with you, Reese. You're you're spot on with that. But you know what? Well, let me ask you all a question. Would you rather roll the dice next year on the idea of adding, you know, another piece in next year's draft and then hopefully getting a... um you know, a piece in free agency, you know, that you can hopefully, you know, convince to come join next year. Okay, so on that note, right? And Jonathan says, Jalen and Jabari won't allow us to tank. That's a good point by you. So, Jonathan, on that note, why not go get them another piece? Why not go swing for the fence with a type of signing like DeAndre Ayton? That's my question to you guys. So 2023 free agency that everybody's so in love with and says, let's go get a guy, you know, next year. Okay. So next year, LeBron James, free agent, not happening. Russell Westbrook, not coming back, nor do I want him. Chris Middleton, player option. He's not coming here. Um, Porzingis, pass. Kyrie Irving, pass. Kevin Love, pass. Andrew Wiggins, I would like Andrew Wiggins, but Andrew Wiggins is the type of guy that, you know, is going to want to go play where a team he's going to get paid. And you just drafted Tari Eason and you have Jabari Smith Jr. Pass. Al Horford, pass. 
Nikola Vucevic, I'd rather have Aiton. Harrison Barnes, pass. Jeremy Grant, I would really like Jeremy Grant. But if Jeremy Grant plays well in um, in Portland, they're going to give him a new contract. Miles Turner, would you rather have DeAndre Ayton or Miles Turner? Give me uh, DeAndre Ayton, not even close. Uh, Bojan Bogdanovic, pass. You know, what Bogdanovic is going to give you, he's probably going to resign in Utah anyway. Uh, Karis LeVert, you could have had him, you didn't want him. Steven Adams, too old for me at this point. Uh, Gary Trent Jr., pass. You already have shooting guards. Like, are you guys getting my point? Like, anybody that you just, anybody that I just named, and now the, the other part of this is guys that you could potentially look to acquire, you know, via trade, disgruntled free agency or disgruntled players. You willing to bet on that? Like, you're going to tell me, you know, Jared Allen, you know, Jared Allen, perfect name, Ryan. The Rockets had him. They didn't want him. They didn't want to pay him. They didn't want to pay him. That's, that's the, that is the God's honest truth. That's why they didn't want salary back because they wanted to tear it all down and acquire just draft picks. And people who don't believe that, people who want to say that Tillman Fertitta, you know, okay, I've been told, don't blame Fertitta, you know, so much by multiple people, right? Okay, I won't blame Fertitta. Let's call it the organization as a whole. They wanted to tear it down. They didn't want money on the books to start the rebuild over, right? A guy, going back to what Kelly Eco said in his story on The Athletic, you know, he says, there are no guarantees, of course. Perhaps Stone and the Rockets see free agent or trade targets in 23 that are preferable to Aiton or in any other plausible 2022 options like Bridges. In addition, Houston may believe that acquiring a player such as Aiton in the 2022 offseason could worsen the outlook for its own first-round draft pick in 23, which features a loaded class led by super prospect Victor Wenbanyama. That's my point. And Eco lays it out perfectly. There are two roads that the Houston Rockets organization can go down. There's one where, yes, now what looks like the the hysteria going on in Brooklyn worked out in the Rockets' favor. Are the Rockets, the organization, are they willing to make another bet on delaying this another year where they're now staring at the opportunity of they were decent this year. They won 25 to 32 games somewhere in that, in that range where they're out of the likelihood of, you know, landing a victor when Bonyuma, which it, for if Utah trades Donovan Mitchell, all of a the sudden they're looking like one of the, the worst teams in the league, along with San Antonio and the other teams that we broke down earlier in the show. If you're out of those sweepstakes, and as Jonathan eloquently, you know, perfectly put it earlier, the, the team that you have assembled right now is not bad enough to suck. And we welcome good friend of the show, Sean, you know, onto the show. That's why, in my opinion, if you are the Rockets, you go make DeAndre Ayton happen. Sean, welcome to the show, my brother. How are you? All right. I want to know, what are you willing to actually give up for Ayton? Because, I mean, you've, you've seen what DeJounte Murray has been traded for. You've seen what Gobert's been traded for. I mean, it seems like Bill O'Brien mm-hmm. is uh, – is in every NBA front office right now, 
just swapping things left and right, like picks, who cares? Just give them away. Protections don't need them. And and that's my thing. Like, that's the reason why I brought up Sexton, because I'm thinking, well, if the Suns are trying to get us involved in it, they're trying to get us involved to make us give back all the the Nets draft capital to essentially get Aiden, which is probably part of them trying to pull us in so they can send even more draft capital to get Durant, which is why I'm thinking, well, Sexton would likely come a lot cheaper than Aiden would. And you didn't try again next year to find that. Like you, you keep that draft cap capital. So when you go in the next off season with the cap space and a lot, you know, potentially. But I just laid it out. Like what guy, what guy, what guy off that list that I name would you want? No, none of those guys. I, I, I'm just saying, like, do I spend okay. – like, do you give up all those picks now for Aiton, or can you make an improvement, get a guy like Sexton, not have to give up those picks? Because honestly, I mean, you could probably – Would you give up – You could probably do a would team you, trade to get would you give Sexton. Up, yeah. Would you give up for, for Aiton? Would you give up Gordon, KJ, and two first-round picks? Yes. Okay. Like – Anything yeah. beyond that, and maybe I should have led this, this speculation off with that. If it costs you more than that, then I start to get hesitant on eight. Yeah. I don't think it's going to cost more than that, though. I really don't. No, I, that's I, a good. That's a yeah. good get for Aiden. In my, in my oh, yeah, no, no, it is, and and I thought that's what it would cost to get. I th- well, not to get Sexton. I don't think the. I don't think you'd have to include the picks. I think it. I think Murray's a much better player than Aiden, though. I mean, Murray's an all-star. Oh, yeah. You know, but, but but what did they give up? They gave up Gallinari, and they gave up, what, four firsts in that trade? Uh, I think it was three firsts. It was three firsts and some swaps. Yeah, so there, there's a couple swaps in there. Look, the, the, answer to, the answer to your question and everybody's question is I would not sell the farm for DeAndre Ayton. I only do it if it makes sense for the Rockets, obviously. But in a three-team deal, Phoenix can also get more from somebody else. It doesn't necessarily just have to come from the Rockets, is what I'm saying, right? And if, yeah. if they're looking to move on from KJ, if they're looking to move on from Gordon, which they are rumored on both, DeAndre Ayton is a guy to me that gets you to the island of relevancy, that's all I'm asking for. And it, 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 is it a year early? Yes. But as long as you don't give up a plethora of that Brooklyn Hall that you got, you still have that flexibility. But now you have that man in the middle that can solidify your team. That's all I'm saying. And I think he's the perfect addition to Shingo. Oh. I do. Oh yeah, no, he, he'd be he'd be amazing as team, but the right price, of course, he's amazing. And, and and when I mentioned earlier about having like the lottery luck with the sixth, the tenth worst record, I mean, I, I mean, the tenth sure. worst record in the NBA. If we have that next year, that likely means we jumped up to thirty five wins. So if we make no other moves this year and we jump up to thirty five wins, I think at this time next year we're not going to complain about that. This, that that I would I mean, say so. that that's fifteen more wins than what we got, even without making another move. That'd be amazing. So then, if the ping pong ball bounce so. your ways, then hey, 
why not? <laughs> I don't mind getting 35 wins next year and then leapfrogging OKC and company to get Victor. Yeah. I would do that in a heartbeat. And I think Aiton, I think the addition of, I mean, let me just throw this out there real quick, right? You imagine, call out Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green, Tari Eason, Jabari Smith, and Aiton. You're going to tell me you wouldn't take watching that lineup? Really, Rockets fans? Are you serious? Sean, your thoughts on that lineup? I mean, I think uh, that lineup probably gets you, if you're not in the play-in, I mean, you're right there. I mean, I, I really think that's a 9 or a 10 seed lineup, at least next yeah. and, and that's just next year. And that's exactly and that's without growth. Right. And that's my point, is that you look at guys, like look at the roster right now, right, Sean? Let me ask you. So last year, right, Garuba... KPJ, or Garuba, Jalen Green, uh, Josh Christopher, Shangun. You agree that those four guys are going to be a part of, I would say, the long-term future of this team, correct or incorrect? Correct. Okay. You add uh, the Easing, you add uh, Ty Ty, and you add Jabari Smith. Those three guys, you obviously would say, are a part of the long-term you know, future of this team. Okay, yes. so you're already at seven guys, and then we haven't even talked about KJ. We haven't talked about Tate, who's under contract for three years. Garrison Matthews is under contract for three years. David Nawaba, who's probably not going to be here next offseason. You're filling up roster spots incredibly fast. Like, <clears throat> that's my point, man. Is look at some point they're going to probably do a consolidation trade. I mean, these are guys that you can look at Eason and Ty Ty Washington, and you can look at Jay Sean Tate and Kevin Porter Jr. and think that, yeah, they're definitely long term pieces. If we don't move them, they're definitely going to be here long term. But you could also, I mean, this, this in the same breath, you can also consolidate them in a couple of years into another player. I mean, that's, that's fair, you know, and, and it's pointed out that, I mean, to, to answer that real quick, your consolidation trade in the story published by Kelly Eco could be DeAndre Ayton, right? And it's pointed out here real quick that the, the lineup I just threw out couldn't space the floor. Okay, you have two guys that can go get their shot in KPJ and Jalen Green, both who are decent three-point shooters. I think they improved this year. And Tari Eason, not a great three-point shooter. Jabari Smith in college, 42% from three. So you have three guys who can get a three-point shot off who I would take shooting a three-point shot at pretty much any point in a possession. You have a really good defender in Tari Eason and a rim defender in DeAndre Ayton. I take that lineup on the floor. Any day of the started Capella at center for four years and were able to space the floor. That's what I'm saying, man. So I mean, at least Aiden can hit an 18 footer. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I like DeAndre. I think I think the defensive mindset in in Phoenix is going to be way different than what he's going to have here. I think he's going to, if he were to come here, that uh, the defensive philosophy this year would match Lionel Holland's defensive strategy would better match what suits a guy like DeAndre Aiden. Jonathan asks, how is that different than Tate? and Tice last year. They misplayed Tice. 
Daniel Tice playing on the perimeter is ridiculous. Makes no sense for your offensive philosophy. In my eyes, Sean, would you disagree or agree with that? Oh, no, no. I mean, Tice was a great – Tice is actually a pretty solid rim runner. He's a good guy at setting screens. The fact they had him running right. around the perimeter because, I don't know, Wood didn't want to play the scheme, right? I mean, Tice just – I mean, it, there's a reason why the Rockets didn't have to cough up a pick to trade Daniel Tice, even with four years on his contract. And that's because Daniel Tice can actually play basketball. Everyone else knows it. The system didn't fit. Right. And the players didn't fit. Right. Them. Exactly. Any final thoughts before I wrap the show up, brother? Uh, I'm just, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, this Durant crap needs to get, you know, the NBA's kind of grinding to a halt here. So um, this Durant stuff needs to get over so we can see some of these moves happen. But otherwise, I'm psyched to uh, probably stay up to like 2 a.m. in the morning on uh Thursday to watch uh, Jabari Smith's debut. Yes. So let's talk about that real quick before we wrap the show up. The Rockets open summer league this Thursday night on ESPN against the Orlando magic. That is at nine o'clock central time. Uh, the Rockets then play on Saturday against the Oklahoma city thunder at 7 PM central time on ESPN two. And then they wrap up on Monday against the San Antonio Spurs at six p.m. That'll be on ESPN. Uh, what are you looking forward most to on those games, Sean? I want to see. I, I want to see the battle between uh, Ty Ty and uh, Deshaun to see who's going to get the upper uh, the, uh, the upper hand on the backup point guard spot. I want to see if Eason has tweaked his shot any and gotten a better release. You know, can he actually hit from? Can he hit him from NBA three? And then I just want to see Jabari Smith show the world why they were wrong about him not having handles or any playmaking ability and just see him light up, to see him light up Vegas. Oh, man, I'm stoked. Sean, thank you as always for joining the show, my brother. Yep, thank you. Thanks, man. Um, so on that note, uh, Jeremy and I will be live here on Spotify Live. Uh, with the 9 o'clock Central start time, it appears that we will do a pregame show. Uh, so make sure to tune in. Be on the lookout for that. This has been another episode of SB Nation's The Dream Shakes, The Dream Take Podcast. Thank you all so much for joining us tonight. I had a wonderful time talking all things Rockets with you guys. Thank you to everybody in the chat. You guys were awesome uh, tonight. I look forward to breaking down more things Houston Rockets related uh, on our next show. If you're on Twitter, make sure to give The Dream Take a follow at The Dream Take. The mothership of The Dream Take is The Dream Shake. Follow them at Dream Shake SBN. You can follow my co-pilot Jeremy Brenner at Jeremy Brenner. You can follow me on Twitter at BSW Podcast underscore MB. Uh, if you're on Facebook, search The Dream Shake to give us a follow there. Finally, head on over to thedreamshake.com on any day that ends in Y for all things Houston Rockets from all of our awesome uh, writers. They do an incredible job on a daily basis giving you all great Rockets content. Until Thursday night, Rockets fans, go Rockets! Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. 
it's magical. Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it. Then, in that moment, you don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done, and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of, like, afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts.